you can give me a thumbs up in the back and we can get right to it. Very, very, very excited to welcome our guest at this time. He's going to be competing at MLW Fightland this Saturday in Philadelphia. It's also on Fight Plus. Go check this out. He's a member of the calling. He's one half of the MLW Tag Team Champions. He is the MLW National Open Weight Champion. He is the one, the only Ricky Shane Page. Hello, RSP. Yo, what's up, everybody? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's cat jumping on me, but I'm good. That's the <laughs> part of these interviews. We, we've yeah. met so many pets along the way. <laughs> yeah, that's rain. <laughs> I appreciate you. Appreciate this morning, Ricky. I don't know. Are you in? In Ohio, or are you where the MLW show is? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in Cleveland right now. I'm. Le we're leaving today. I'm gonna. Uh, we're hitting the road early, in a little bit. Okay, I I'm also in in Ohio. I'm. Oh, where at? Uh, Akron. We'll call it. We'll call it Akron. Uh, yeah, I'm like, uh, west side. About Forty five minutes. Yeah, I'm like west side of Cleveland, like uh, Elyria. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Uh, yeah, not too I, Say I all all the 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 Ohioans, you know, we we always praise Ohio. I'm a I'm a transplant. I did not live here, but okay. uh, you know, for for the people outside of Ohio, they bury Ohio, and I kind of sometimes think rightfully so. You know, give it give us something good about Ohio. Um, that I mean, it's hard for me to give you something bad. Uh, <laughs> I love it here. This is like my home. This is like uh, I moved out when I was a kid, but uh, I always ended up back in Ohio. And uh, so I just like it. I don't know. People are nicer. Uh, it's just a bit slower. I think the reason I think Ohio so cool is that for three months out of the year, like we all have to kind of hunker down together and not die. So, um, <laughs> so I feel like everybody's just a little bit more laid back in the Midwest. Personally, for me, why I loved it when I was coming up wrestling is that it was just in the middle of everywhere. Like, you know, Ohio's very central. It's five hours to get to Chicago. It's, you know, five hours to get to Buff uh, to Toronto. It's three hours to get to Buffalo. You can get to Tennessee in eight hours. You can get to New York in six. It's like it's just right in the middle. So I would just drive everywhere I could. Yeah, Pittsburgh's like an hour and a half away. As yeah, well. it's like, like, yeah, yeah like, it it's great. So you brought up you brought up Toronto. That's where I am, and that's where I've mostly seen you perform. Um, can you bury Hamilton, Ontario, while you're at it? Uh, no, I friggin' love Hamilton. I hate Toronto, dude. My God, <laughs> you learn how to do some traffic, bro. It takes 45 <laughs> minutes to get anywhere in that town. I hate it. Jeremy, you don't even have to ask the question that we ask everybody. I will fight RSP on my own time. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I do like Toronto for the food, man. Like that, there's like it's such good food scene in the good city i i like i like visiting cities i just couldn't live in toronto it's too much for me i'm just too much of like ohio midwest boy i get but that. i love hamilton but because i'll tell you why those because like that's those are my people like that's the kind of, i'm just like white trash like trailer park kind of guy that's me so hamilton i was the king of hamilton i love hamilton i loved wrestling there when I, uh when alpha one was running there a long time ago so we're yeah. gonna we're gonna talk about uh, about a one. Let's <laughs> let's let's talk about MLW because that's why we're here. We're talking about Fightland. Yes. We're talking about your ladder match for the MLW World Tag Team Championships. You're going to be taking on one called Manders, Matthew Justice, Second Gear Crew. You guys have been attached at the hip basically ever since you came in to MLW. Uh, catch people up on the story, but also how do you keep coming back to these guys when there's a huge roster of talent in MLW? You know what's funny? It's that um, I've been attached to these guys long before MLW. Uh, it just seems to happen that we gravitate towards each other. It's happened even more now since uh, MLW. So we both, all of us started working at MLW. We started getting, you know, it's starting to take to the indies where I've wrestled those guys in Toronto or Mississauga. And uh, I've 
you know, wrestled those guys in Ohio, like Southern Ohio and Dayton. So like, they're just following me around at this point. They're annoying. I can tell you that much. I've known Matt Justice since he was like 16 years old. So, uh, you know, because he, again, another Ohio kid. So um, I've known him forever. So, yeah, it's it's been wild to see how the feud has like just kind of spread out everywhere with different parts of the faction. And, and, and that, no, like there's different people in SGC. And now we have like Cannonball and the calling and stuff. So I'm excited to see the indies pick up even more on it and just we'll just wrestle each other forever. Can you guarantee that this is going to like have a finish? You know, people will watch the tables match, no contest and a tables match. Like, oh, what do we do? We got to have a finish in this ladder match, right? I mean, listen, there's only one way to bring the belts down. So unless there's some sort of uh, the belt gets caught in the rafter and Matt Justice <laughs> is hanging by his feet up there somehow. But I mean, listen, he's he's a maniac. So is Akira. So I could uh, who knows what could actually happen. But there there's a there's only one way to win. So I'm, I'm assuming that, uh, you know. It'll probably be me. I'm just going to go up there and grab the belts, and then uh, it'll be done. Do the King yeah. of the Ring 99 finish where they keep raising up the uh, belts. And, <laughs> yeah. them. and then I'll just – I'll I'll do the, the Jeff Hardy and pull it off and fall down for the for the Terry Invitational Tournament. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've had a lot of uh, – we'll call them kind of plunder matches in MLW. The Weapons of Mass Destruction and Shake of Fat 2, Falls Count Anywhere against one called Manders. What are your your favorite weapons to use, and what weapons are you just like, yeah, don't don't like dealing with those? Um, what my favorite? I like chairs and tables. Um, they're just I think people kind of look at them as like the oh those are the normal ones, and they just kind of don't they don't get creative with them. I like getting creative with that stuff. Um, I don't really like barbed wire particularly, but uh, you know it's made to herd cattle it uh it hurts um and uh but you know as far as like when i was used to doing death matches like the worst thing of all time was gusset plates so uh no thanks yeah <laughs> now i gotta i gotta hear why because i've heard a lot of people talk about gusset plates i need to hear your perspective on okay so much <laughs> um so to like just normal people and fans they don't really understand what those things are and how fucking dangerous they oh sorry i'm just cussing how dangerous they are <laughs> uh they're like they're like this big they're metal steel and there's just about a hundred like little tiny razor blades sitting off of it and what they are is they're they're made to go on like the joists of houses and like building frames to hold the two pieces of wood together a little it's basically made to put together houses so people are just you know landing on them pounding them into each other's foreheads they just completely shred you up so uh no thanks i get it i do i love that jeremy by the way asked about you know all the plunder matches because my question was going to be will you ever have a straight up no stipulation match in mlw because <laughs> you've had like one of them and i think it was actually against believe it or not matthew justice <laughs> uh i mean i don't know we'll see i guess <laughs> would you want i would to? like to i'd like to uh show that i can uh you know just get in there and do have a technical match but honestly i like i like what i'm doing like it's fun. Um, it's different than what everybody else is doing. I, I always like doing stuff that's different than everybody else because you just stand out. And, uh, and like, you know, I'm not the best wrestler in the world. I'm not, you know, I'm not Zack Sabre Jr. over here. But, uh, you know, I, I like to show everybody every once in a while. But I do that in, in my hardcore matches. I like to put in a little bit of my wrestling in there. So, listen, I'm going to do whatever the boss tells me. That, that, that's, that's at the end of the day. <laughs> 
I want to want to bring this up. It was it was big on social media the other week. The the I I don't know if it's infamous, but the Beyond Wrestling tweet about oh, phones. Yeah. <laughs> so you know the so for those who don't know, Beyond Wrestling is like, hey, you guys ever been to a comedy club? You know they kind of take your phone. Uh, how would you feel about this in, in a wrestling event? And, and you jumped in on this and went back and forth. Uh, I spoke with Dominic Garini um, yesterday, Wednesday, Wednesday. I spoke with Dominic Garini about on this uh, about this on Wednesday. Got his thoughts on things. And I think on Twitter, a lot of stuff gets lost in context and argument. Right? Like yeah. it's not the best platform to get into a discussion with. That's why somebody. I talked so much about it because I was so sick of people just screaming and being rude. I was like, no, you're gonna we're gonna have an actual conversation about this. Like stop being rude <laughs> yeah so i, I want to have an actual conversation yeah. about this like your your perspective on phones not you know fans not having phones at kind of independent events like your overall perspective on it so i asked don to tweet that um because beyond i'm friends with drew cordero i helped start beyond and and he will always just put out some tweets some like kind of marketing tweets because drew has a degree in marketing which a lot of people probably don't know about him um, so I was like, Hey, I was, I was like, man, I've been watching a lot of comedy shows and like podcasts and they always talk about those yonder bags and like taking your phones and stuff. So I was like, I wonder if that could work at a wrestling show. I was like, Oh, Drew, can you just, you know, post this on Twitter and see what people's reactions were. And they were just so mean and like specifically to him, like, because it was Drew. I don't know why people drew rubs people the wrong way, probably because he tells the truth. And, um, they just were so rude and just went after it. It was crazy the reaction it got. I just thought a wrestling show would be a little bit better if people weren't so concerned with their phones. Um, I understand the argument of like it's free publicity, but like at the end of the day, you know, a lot of these these fans and people that are taking pictures have thirty followers. It's it yes, it's free, but I at the at, for me at the cost of the show like. I feel like people aren't engaged as much. And again, it was just an idea. Just, I wanted to see what people thought about it. Um, no one said they were doing it. No one said anything. Everybody's like, I wouldn't hand my phone over to a wrestling promoter. It's like, okay, well, if you wouldn't hand your phone over to that person, why are you going to that show? You don't trust that person enough. You don't like that person enough to, to hand them your cell phone. And you're going to the show and giving that person money. So I just, I just didn't really understand all the hate behind it. I, I would welcome someone taking my phone. I'm not attached to my phone like a lot of people. But it, even if I was, like, obviously I do because of wrestling and stuff. But, like, I would just give my phone over for two hours. It's two hours. I just didn't get – I didn't understand the hate behind it. It was crazy to me. Like, it was just, like, people were so rude and mean and just, like, it really is a snapshot of Twitter and how I think a lot of wrestling uh, companies, fans, promoters, podcasts need to really not worry about social media so much because it's well, it's very toxic. The the hate, I mean, I, I saw some yeah. of this stuff. People take it way too extreme, too toxic and stuff. But do you understand the the general concern of like handing your phone over, like? We have kids. I don't oh, feel sure. too super comfortable about not having my phone for two hours and my kids need me for, for sure. Something. No, like, for sure. I, I totally understand that part of it. But like also like I don't know if you ever looked into anything with those um those bags. Like you have your phone with you. They give you this bag yeah. and you yeah. just have it and then you can't use it. That that's all it was. That that was another thing that really made me mad and frustrated about the thing is just like 
well, you, what are you going to do? Just I'm just going to put it in your pocket? It was like, no, dude, it said in the tweet, like they do at comedy shows. So, like, that's probably what we're talking about the bag. And then everybody's like, well, indie promoters aren't going to be able to afford that. Yeah, obviously. This is a hypothetical question, guys. That's what really uh, annoyed me about it. But I understand the the health concerns and the and the children and all that stuff. But I get that. I really do. Um, but I just, in my opinion, I think that people would have more fun at shows. Because when I'm out there wrestling and I look and all I see is someone with their phone in front of their face, not even looking at me, they're looking at their phone through, they're looking at me through their phone. It's weird. Yeah. I'm going to bring up a couple couple more points. Sure, um, sure. One is that some people some people aren't looking for clout on this. Some people just sure. like to take photos for, for memories and stuff, put them on Facebook. It's like, oh yeah, a year ago I went to this show and like that was really fun and everything. Like I... I my wife takes photos. She does not want any type of clout or anything. She does sure, not sure, treat sure. them to for that. It's like, oh yeah, a year ago I went to the show, did all of this. Like you understand that not everybody is looking for some type of like, hey, let me go viral off of this clip. No, for sure, I understand that. Uh, which I never, and I, I don't think everybody is, but like, I, I don't know. I just this is just a personal thing. Like I just, I'm not a picture guy. Uh, <laughs> this happened. See, I'm not either. My wife takes all the photos. I was in I was in Japan and I was at the Tokyo Dome and I was like standing next to it, looking at it. Like I was like, oh, this is crazy. And all my friends are like taking pictures of it and stuff. And and, and one of my friend, kid like us, he's from um, England. He was like, you're gonna take a picture? And I was like, I'm not gonna forget this. I'm in Tokyo, standing in front of the Tokyo Dome, dude. Like, I will never, ever, ever forget this ever again in my life. So maybe it's just a me thing you know i'm not really a picture guy but th but you have to admit too there are a lot of fans that are just a little bit obsessed with the phones they're too they're yeah. trying that they're making like youtube accounts and thinking that they're trying to call themselves media and it's like just watch the show man just watch the show <laughs> that's that's kind of where i am but i definitely get everybody's points and that's why i was talking to everybody and like anybody that was being respectful and nice i would message i would um reply to them so and I got everybody's perspectives and that's how it's supposed to be. That's how we're, you know, as humans, we're supposed to talk to each other. So I th I found it really refreshing, even though it was a bit, a bit of drama, but I did get to talk to some people. I did get to see some concerns and I was kind of, you know, in my head, I was like, okay, maybe the bag thing isn't, isn't what people need. That's why I, I had Drew ask the question. It was a very simple thing and it could have been a simple outcome, but uh, people just got real crazy about it. <laughs> And then uh, my last one, this isn't so much about like the phones. It's mm -hmm. kind of just about like going viral and clips and stuff. Like I do a lot of results posts for Fightful. And when I do that, I embed media. A lot of it does come from like fan clips and stuff. Do you think like promotions can do a better job of sort of posting clips of their own stuff? Because most of the clips I see are retweeted from fans and stuff. Like personally, like when I go to a promotional account and stuff, I don't see them posting enough clips of wrestlers to help out and, and get that stuff out there. Sure, I, I agree. But I also think that so many fans posting and those fans are in their own algorithms that it just, it will ever, it'll kill the promotion even be able to get it out there for people to see it before because once a clip goes out that it's viral, Nobody, no one wants to see the second angle. You know what I mean? So like, I get that. I understand the, like the free, the free publicity and all that. I, I, get, I do. And it's nice, but the sample size is just so small that like, I don't, th that's what the people, that's what drives me nuts about wrestling is that there's such a, you're looking through it like this. Like 
Twitter is so small. Add wrestling fans to that. Then add indie wrestling fans to that. And it, it just keeps getting smaller and smaller. And it's just like you can't make all your decisions based off of that, off of Twitter and things like that. But I understand why you do because you can go viral. You can make money off of it. It happens. But I think people put way too much importance on it is my thing. Is like, yes, we need to have clips. We need to have videos. But, like, everybody is just a bit too about it. Like, just relax. Watch the show. But I definitely understand people wanting to take pictures and stuff. And, like, and, and videos going viral. And, and promotions need to be way better about it, uh, about posting on social media. Like, there's definitely not enough. Like, you know, the big promotions do it very well. But I think on the, on the indie level, like, it's not nearly as, as much as it should be. See, I'm, I appreciate it. I was going to say, I'm, I'm a, a middle-of-the-road mediator type of guy. And the immediate thing that I thought of was, if people aren't going to give up their phones for the safety reasons and the reasons that we're talking about, I, I get it. Um, would it be beneficial for the ring announcer at the top of the match or middle of the show, whatever, just to put something out there just be like, hey, let's all have a good time. Put your phones away. Let's watch the show. There's, a, I think there's a way to do it that doesn't involve the audience having to give something up, which to them is attached to them all the time, right? Yes, I, I totally agree. I think that, that if, if like, let's say the market research for that for me, if I was going to run a show for some reason down the road, you know, uh, I think that is the way to go is to be like, hey, guys, we're just going to we're going to try to stay off our phones. Like, you want to take some pictures and videos? That's that's obviously cool. But like, you know, we're just going to try to stay off our phones tonight. That, that's I think that's the best way to do it. But again, like, I don't think people should attack anyone for asking a question. No. And sure. that's yeah. where that's where Twitter is going to just be Twitter of they're going to be like, no, it's always the extreme of one side. Right. Yeah, and that's why I wanted, hard. that's why I want to bring it up here because it's like, Hey, we're, I feel all level headed and we can just have this discussion and not no, attack each other. So yeah, I appreciate yeah. uh, your comments on that. And hopefully yeah, people dude. listening to this, uh, understand the perspective a bit more now. Yeah, that, that's what everybody, attack, everybody, attack. everybody kept tweeting like, Oh, are you mad? And I was like, no, I, I'm not. <laughs> Like, I'm literally, like, me and Drew were texting each other laughing. Like, why is everybody yelling at us? Like, this is crazy. But, yeah, no. Like, I wasn't mad at all. I just asked the question. I, I, I still find it funny. Listen, Drew, got, Beyond got a bunch of followers. I got a bunch of followers. Like, whatever. <laughs> it's a super yep. serious business, Ricky. Didn't you know? Everything is yes, very wrestling. serious all the time. Wrestling. It's, just, it's wild, man. It's funny. I just love it. It makes me laugh. Hey, uh, when, you, uh, when, you, when you did some shots with AEW, Whose idea was it to uh, put you in a team with two other acronyms to face Paul White? Um, I would. ABSK? I would only assume that that was Tony. I I could just assume that Tony thought that was funny and 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 uh, and did it because uh, Tony Tony was like pretty hands on with. Stuff. I remember when I wrestled um, Danny Garcia at some dark tapings in the, in Orlando before the match. Like uh, Tony got up and like took his headset off and was like, "Hey, you guys have never wrestled each other." And I was like, "Oh." no no we haven't he's like i couldn't believe it he's like you guys have been on indies with each other so many times you never had a match he's like that's why i booked it have fun and i was like oh thanks dude so like he <laughs> pays attention so i bet he was like oh bsk cpa rsp that's funny and then just did it it was funny because listen it was two years ago and people still ask me about it <laughs> i i don't think people realize 
do realize like how much Tony pay pays attention. Uh, we we talked to Aaron Mercer and he was about to wrestle Akira in a death match like a week later. He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna put you in a tag team on AEW." It's like, "Oh wait, I'm about to wrestle him in a, in a oh not not Akira, a Masada in a mm-hmm. death match." And then they just became a tag team. So yes, Tony Khan probably was paying attention. It was like, "This will be this will be funny. This will get over." Everybody yeah, he loves, loves wrestling. I don't think people realize about about him how much Tony loves wrestling. I believe it. I really do. You want to go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, I was going to ask to, to kind of follow up on the, the dark tapings. You know, what, what was the overall experience like that, like uh, backstage and just any feedback you got from anybody? Uh, it was great. Uh, I, um, I've never had a bad time there. Um, it was a real hectic locker room back then. I think they were still kind of trying to get their footing. That was like when punk first came in. So there was a lot of moving parts. So um, I feel like I kind of got lost in the shuffle, rightfully so. <laughs> uh i was you know just a good jobber on dark but i got really 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 good matches and they always treated me really well and like i mean i got to wrestle my hardy like one-on-one so uh they let me do stuff that they probably wouldn't have let other extras do because tony pays attention and and knew who i was so he trusted me to be in there with you know big show and and matt hardy and darby and john moxley and you know guys like that so i i had a great time it was so much fun there um i i not, nothing bad to say about about AEW. mentioned earlier about uh seeing you up here in my neck of the woods greek town wrestling let's talk about working with masato tanaka the man a ladder match no less what was that experience like the man he's the best he still goes he's crazy he was going he still wanted to do all sorts of stuff and to a tornado DDT off the top rope through a table, like just the absolute maniac. Uh, my like legit, probably one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Like I saw him on ECW, and he had a bunch of scars, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna do death matches." And uh, so I started doing death matches because of him. Uh, I do the Roaring Elbow. I always have done the Roaring Elbow. Uh, my old wrestling school is called the Roaring Elbow Wrestling Academy. So Tanaka's like my guy, and. Uh, so it was really cool, and Greek town's fun. I love wrestling in Hamilton. Hamilton is like one of my, like I said, one of my towns, one of my homes. So it was just a surreal experience. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, yeah, you said it yourself. He was your guy, and you got to be in the ring with with your guy. Uh, yeah. You talk about Hamilton. The return of A One Wrestling will be coming up, a staple for RSB for years. Uh, we're going to be seeing you, aren't we? One hundred percent, I will be there. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, I have barely. I missed one show one alpha one show since the day i since my first one i only ever missed one and i was in england or japan or something and i've actually been from that stretch i have been more alpha one shows than ethan page because uh, <laughs> uh one of the shows i had to run for him because he wasn't there so uh yeah i love alpha one it's like where i did a lot of growing up uh Ethan Page gave me a really good run there and let me wrestle a lot of good people. And uh, I drove to Hamilton once a month for like five years. And uh, (laughs) it was awesome. I loved it. I cannot wait to go back. As we start to wind down here, Ricky, we're going to bring it back to MLW and working with Raven in in the calling. Praised as one of the best minds in wrestling history. What have your experiences with Raven been like? The best. Uh, He's been so cool, uh, very, very helpful with knowledge and, and um, 
being like, hey, did you want, want to call your match to me? Like, well, let's go over this promo. Like, you know, he, uh, I got the first tapings uh, that he was there. Um, um, I had met him a long time ago, but uh, back in the day. But when, like, I got home and I got like a text and it was just like, hey, it's Raven. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like oh man okay <laughs> and like he got my number from like court or something i have no idea how he got it and he just wanted to like send me these like jackets that he thought I, uh, that i would like and he's just been really cool very helpful um i told a story on another interview where he just kind of like put me in my place one day uh which i loved it and i needed it because i was i was doing a lot on these tapings and and i was bitching i was like what the i'm like i'm doing too much guys like i can't keep up with this blah 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 and he pulled me aside and he was just like hey shut up and I was like, what? He's like, shut up. He's like, they're pushing you. Shut up. Stop complaining. Do what you're told. And I go, okay, yes, sir. No problem. And I just did it. And, and he was right. He was totally right. Like, I was like, what are you, what are you, what are you bitching about? Like, oh, you have a lot of stuff to do on the TV show and you're on TV a lot. Oh no. Like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, dude, you're right. Like my bad. And I said, you know, I apologized to him. I said, thank you. And then uh, I went about my day, but yeah, he's been the man. I have something that I do with all the wrestlers now. It's it's a fun game that I have. It's called okay. Partner Promo Punch in the Face. Pretty straightforward. Oh. You're going to pick one guy you're going to partner with, one guy you're going to do a promo battle with, and one guy you're going to punch in the face, have a singles one-on-one -on -one match. This is I a very special it. edition. This is the Rascals edition. There are oh. four, but we're going to do three. Oh, Myron, no. Trey Miguel, Zachary Wentz. Partner Promo Punch in the Face. Wait, who's the, which, which is the third one? We're doing Reed, Miguel, and Wentz. Oh, Dookie, I'm gonna have to punch you in the face. Oh, no. <laughs> Partner. Oh, Zach. I love Zach. He's like one of my favorite people ever. Uh, definitely gonna partner with Zach. Gonna promo with Trey because he's hilarious. And I gotta, I gotta punch Dookie in the face. My bad. <laughs> uh, he's great though, so we'll have a good match. So. I love the Rascals, man. They're like some of my like when I when uh they first kind of started coming around. I wrestled them a lot down in Dayton for Rockstar Pro when they were just like kids and stuff. And seeing them go and do as much as they have has been like really really cool. Just like good dudes, even Dez too. Like just four of the best dudes, super humble and just like the best to hang out with. So good uh, good good crew to pick for. What is it? Punch partner and promo. I really like that. I'm that's going in the car. Please do. <laughs> Yeah, that's a car. That's a car game now for sure. <laughs> Good, yeah. uh, Ricky. We want to thank you again for joining us today. Let everybody know where they can find you at and uh, MLW Fightland this weekend. Yeah, I'm at Ricky Shane Page on everything, guys. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. I don't really Twitch anymore, but uh, yeah. And then uh, MLW.com and watch the show on Fight this weekend. It's gonna it's gonna be sick. MLW's on a run, man. I think uh, we're really making some strides and and showing people like what we can do and, and having really good shows. The roster's really coming together and, and everybody's just busting ass. And, and I'm really excited about the future and what we're going to be doing. And, and I think people are going to be pumped. So check out MLW. It gets, it gets slept on for whatever reason, probably because it doesn't get a lot of Twitter play, but <laughs> who cares? There's They do a shows. great job of tweeting out stuff, by the they way. Do. They're always they do. tweeting clips. They do, but some for some reason they're not in that algorithm. So it's just... Yeah. That's what people don't understand. It's like they're not. It's just it's a it's a robot in San Diego somewhere that's like going no. Everybody look at this. <laughs> so like, it, anyways, don't get me off on an old man tangent. But follow MLW. MLW sick. We're selling out shows and like the shows are good. They're well produced. They're put together good and they're fun to watch. So please just come out and come to the show. Watch it on fight.
whatever you can. 2300 Arena in Philly hosts MLW Fightland this Saturday night, November 18th. Uh, tickets, there are a couple available. $15 is what they're saying on the site. They will sell out. You can watch it on Fight Plus. Go catch the calling. Ricky Shane, Page, and Akira. They're going to put their tag titles on the line in a ladder match yes. against Second Gear Crew, one called Manders, Matthew Justice. Very much looking forward to the show. Ricky Shane, Page, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Have a good day.